Hello everyone, you're welcome to another episode on Lamo Friday, happening here every Friday at 8 p.m. Nigerian time. How was your week? What did you do? Did you join the protest if you're in Nigeria? Did you join the prayer walks if you're in Nigeria? Or did you show us some support from out there? Thank you so much. We saw the um, post from Pastor T.D. Jakes. We saw people, videos from Nigerians in diaspora showing their support to Nigerians. And uh, we we love you. We thank you so much for being there with us. I believe the body of Christ is about unity. And it's beautiful seeing that we are united for a cause for freedom and liberty together. So thank you so much for your support. And I hope you are safe wherever you are. Um, no matter what happens, just know that God sees these efforts. And I believe the Spirit of God is the one who has you know, stirred this up for us. And it will come to pass. His will will be established in Jesus' name. Now, um, today we're going to be talking about something very beautiful. Something that has caused a bit of um, strife in the church. Particularly between the church and unbelievers. And um, we need to bridge this gap. And we need to do it well. We need to understand what's happening. We need to understand the truth. Do you understand? And have, it, have ourselves armed with it. So that wherever we are. Where, where whenever someone calls upon us we'll be able to give the correct answer and in fact live our lives based on this okay so before we start I, as customary we we'll just have to pray and say a little prayer and then we we'll start teaching okay so dear heavenly father we bless you we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your mercies thank you for keeping us thank you for loving us thank you jesus for another beautiful friday thank you for this week that has past we bless and glorify holy for protecting and preserving us for keeping us and keeping our our purpose and life we bless you in jesus name thank you father for saving us we just have to say that thank you so much for saving us thank you for sending jesus for us we we honor you we do not take it for granted at all in the name of jesus christ we ask lord for understanding we ask lord for the grace to apply whatever we learn of you in the name of the lord jesus and have your way always in us do what only a God in your class can do and take the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the atmosphere now be saturated with the Spirit of God, who is the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Liberty, and the one who helps us to know you. In Jesus' everlasting name we pray. Amen. So, um, today we're going to be talking about the gospel. Basically, what is the real gospel? And uh, in the next episode, we're going to dive straight into it. Don't go nowhere. I love you. Alright, great. So I'll begin with the story. It really did happen to me, okay? Um a couple years back. I was at an ATM stand. You know, waiting to withdraw money on the queue there. And someone just came. The guy just came, completely dressed, a little hair on his head, and then he started condemning everybody to hell he was supposed to be some sort of evangelist and he claimed that god sent him there but he only succeeded in aggravating the crowd like people just hissed and left people were which kind of person is this there was some sort of rumble and in fact it brought more disgrace i was embarrassed for the guy you know, because I was a Christian, I was a baby Christian, and I was wondering, this, I, I didn't know how to prove it, but I knew this guy was wrong. 
like he just he came on board and started saying things like uh, somebody went to hell because she stole matches or somebody uh, if you if you have your hair relaxed you're gonna go to hell you need to cut it and cover your hair until it grows back um, if you're doing a if you do with one or uh, what's it called attachment any of those things you're going to go to hell if you use perfumes you're going to hell if you use this you're going to hell I'm like what is the problem see i'm very sure that everybody on that line including myself that day was going to hell like are you the only one who is now the righteous one it was yes he even talked about wedding rings using wedding rings if you use rings you're going to hell <laughs> I'm telling you, it was a very distressing 10-15 minutes because I, 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 I still had to wait to withdraw my money. But I remember him that particular um the particular one about perfumes. When I got back on the bus, he made a mistake of putting out a Bible verse with it. By the time I got back, I was on the bus, I quickly checked it because I memorized it and I checked it and I realized that what he was saying and what the Bible was saying were in two opposite directions. So I started to wonder. And that day I, I remember I was actually going to the church. And when I got there, I met with some people and I started to ask them. They were actually evangelizing people too. And I asked them the questions at least based on what he said. And well <laughs> That would be okay. You're talking about wedding rings. That's supposed to be a token. It's supposed to, you no, know, let you know that you're committed to somebody, and let every other person know that you're committed to somebody. So how can you go to hell for putting on a token of your love for a person, or for putting on a token to have other people informed that you're off the market? What exactly is the real gospel? Now, if you're in Nigeria. Trust me, you would have encountered people like this. I don't know about people abroad, but I know that in Nigeria they are rampant. Years later, I got to find out that the spirits of the zealots, the spirits of the Pharisees and the scribes, they're still replicating themselves in people today. However, in the midst of this, what we want is the spirit of liberty. What we want is the spirit of truth. Okay, what exactly is the gospel? One day, Jesus was angry with the Pharisees and he said you make the tradition of men the you, you 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 doctrine okay you make doctrine out of the tradition of men and then you make of non-effect non-effect the doctrine of God the tradition of God the commandments of God so it seems that for the gospel we have taken the gospel out of the picture and we have brought in doctrines that are actually the tradition of men for example, the culture of clothes. Clothes are, are you know, fashion as a whole is so fickle to build your salvation upon. It is so fickle. The, the clothes that we wear today are not what they wore in the 50s or in the 1830s. You see that fashion keeps evolving. It keeps coming back in different ways. It just keeps getting, either getting better or getting worse. <laughs> but... You know, it, 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 it's hardly 
stagnant. It's hardly the same. So we cannot say that God, me, I personally believe, that God cannot build your whole salvation upon fashion. One day, perhaps one day, something something more fashionable about hair can just come up. Everybody may just decide to go, okay, for example, in Nigeria, um, couple years, like last year or last two years, the whole natural hair thing just came back. And everybody just wanted to be on Afro. Everybody just wanted to be on natural hair, no relaxer, and all of that. And now it's 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 phasing out. Not many people are interested in that anymore. Do you understand? So, God cannot build your whole salvation, your eternity, on what is always shaking. So, what exactly is the gospel? What is the real gospel? What was that man supposed to preach? Because instead of saving, he condemned everybody. People were hissing. People were insulting him. People walked out of there. And he was like, well, I don't care whether you think I'm this or not. God sent me here. I was like, how can God send you to condemn me? I didn't know how to prove it then. I didn't really. And I was scared. I was afraid. Like, so am I going to hell like this because I'm wearing earrings? Like, why should it be bad to wear earrings? How can you know that? The, okay, how can you know a child is a female child or a male child, like a newborn babe? If you don't put the earrings there, if you don't put the, the, the holes there. And even if you prefer not to wear earrings, why should it be a rule of, 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 of my eternity? Why should, it be the, why, should it, why should it be what determines where I go to after eternity? I'm sorry, after after my time here. Do you understand? So it's, it seems that we have taken the gospel out of the picture. We've thrown it, we have confused it with the doctrine of men and made of non-effect the commandment of God. The gospel means good news. Condemnation can never be good news. Do you understand? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. If you take Jesus right out of it, it fails to be the gospel. Because it's the good news that man was in a fallen state. When And when people people with this message, this condemnation message come to you, you find out that more than half of their scriptural text are from the Old Testament. And not just the Old Testament, they are from the the the... the, the Pentateuch, which was actually a shadow of what was to come, which was actually a reflection of how fallen man was and why they needed a savior. So, so you see that when they preach that as the gospel, you can see that it leaves the same impression that you need a savior. So you are looking for another Jesus Christ to come and die for you. The reason Jesus came was to free us from from the bondage of those of those laws okay and to give us grace to walk acceptably with god now is that not good news the reason jesus came was to tear that veil and to bring to to bridge the gap between us and god so that we can never at any time feel we are not enough we are not acceptable we are not we are not up to it so, 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 so we have to strive, we have to do things to make God love us. Jesus came to abolish that. Is that not good news? Every time 
every time that we proclaim this good news is evangelism. Yes, evangelism is the proclamation, proclamation, excuse me, of the gospel. Why did Jesus come? I'm just quickly going to run through some things that I jotted down, and I believe that if we take our time to study this in depth, we would open our hearts to God's intention for us. I believe that probably the reason why we haven't come to understand what the gospel really is is because we don't study the Bible. We are not going to the Bible to know, to understand. We are going to the Bible sometimes to justify ourselves. To justify our message, our beliefs, our philosophies that we have taken upon ourselves. Okay, uh, this is how it is. This is what the Bible says about it. This, this, this is it. Do you understand? And we cause more error than liberty. And preaching the wrong thing is twice wrong. It's twice dangerous than ignorance. I'm telling you, it's twice dangerous than ignorance. So the gospel is number one, Jesus came. Then you tell them why. Number two, Jesus lived here. Explain that. What it means. Get people to start imagining Jesus Christ in flesh. And tell them why. Number three, Jesus died. Why? Why why did he have to die? He was a good man. Why did he die? Number four, Jesus was buried. You're going to tell them why. Number five, Jesus resurrected. Don't stop at the cross. He didn't stop at the cross. So you would mention why it was necessary that he resurrected. Number six, Jesus commissioned us. Mention why he did and why he could. And then, number seven, Jesus ascended into heaven and is seated at God's right hand. Mention why and what he's doing there. When people sit down and start searching scriptures to understand these these things that I've mentioned, you would see that their appreciation of Jesus is enlarged. Because what a lot of people know about Jesus is what they were told, number one, and what they what has been rehearsed in their head over and over again. I was once like that too. I only knew what had been told me. Uh, Jesus is the Son of God. Uh, he came and he died. He died for my sins. He died so that I can be saved. That's what they told them. Probably as their first love. That was the first thing they heard that made them give their lives to Christ. And they haven't heard anything more than that. And themselves have not gone to check. For crying out loud, the Bible that you carry to church is your own. Or did you borrow it? Even if you borrowed it, will you not read it before you return it? But I don't know why we don't like to open Bible. 
I don't know why we don't like to read. We don't like to understand for ourselves so that we can be free because it is the truth that sets free. It's not what's true or what's philosophical or what's tingling to the ears. No. It is the truth that sets free. And it is the gospel that we are to preach to the whole nation. Now, you must know that the devil has not succeeded, but he has he has done quite a job at taking the gospel from the pulpit and putting the doctrine of men there. So 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 people have heard oh Jesus. Pastors will leave teaching Jesus and start addressing tradition of men. But the truth is, if you give them Jesus, they will dress well. If you give them Jesus, they will come to church. If you give them Jesus, they will serve God in his house. Just do the prior thing first. Tell them what the gospel really is about. If you give them Jesus, they will proclaim him. Whenever we proclaim the good news, it is evangelism. Do you understand? Whenever we, we just tell, whenever we start to project Jesus, ah, oh, oh, um, ah, that's why Jesus came now. You're, 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 you're already evangelizing to somebody. We are all about Jesus, Jesus. But we're trying to silence that name. We're trying to, um, oh, 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 our minds are being intoxicated with other things. We're busy about other things. We are, we are concerned about other things. We are upset about other things and then we take Jesus right out of the way <clears throat> and when we cannot bring people to 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 be the way they should because we are using another method the next thing is to go back to Moses and bring those laws and put them upon you know their necks as yokes for people that are that, that are still in darkness you will not bring yoke and add it to the matter and force them meanwhile just knowing Jesus is all it takes to live the victorious Christian life why have we taken Jesus out of the pulpit why have we taken Jesus out of our mouths why have we taken Jesus out of our focus why is our evangelism focused distorted why have we started preaching tradition of men over the good news of salvation why do we still make people feel like they need to be saved like i mean people who are saved do you understand it's like you are born again it's true but if you don't do this and do this and do that and that and that and that and that you're still going to go to hell now that person that came that day to say that somebody went a, a woman went to hell because she stole matches he said the lady actually went to borrow matches from um from her neighbor right her she was like uh, her matches is finished so she was supposed to take maybe a stick or two no a stick to light her gas and then she took more than one stick and she did not tell the other person and then she died and then she went to hell because she stole matches are you serious that means everybody will go to hell because there must be one thing or the other that you did if you did not steal you would lie 
if you did not lie, you probably got angry and sinned. There will be one thing. Do you understand? You, you can't escape it. And that means that Jesus Christ will have to come again and die. Because the reason people go to hell, unbelievers go to hell, is because they did not believe in Jesus. Yeah. Yes. The reason people, unbelievers, go to hell, I'm, I'm, I'm actually being specific about that, the reason unbelievers go to hell is because they did not believe in Jesus, in the Son of God, the one that God sent, right? And you can see the scheme that if we can just be less conscious about Jesus, we won't tell people about Jesus and they will keep going to hell. We'll keep telling them about works. You're supposed to do like this. You're supposed to be like that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And we're taking the real thing out of the picture. And they're still going to hell. The reason a believer would go to hell is if, number one, he has unforgiveness. Number two, he is unprepared. Number three, he is unproductive. So far, those are, the, those are the three that I have seen in the Gospels where Jesus gave instances. Do you understand? Where Jesus gave instances, um, parables about the king casting his servant to outer darkness. They were usually about, around this, this probably fourth, I don't know, but so far, those three, I have seen them. When we are unprepared, you, you, you come to the marriage feast and you are not wearing a marriage garment. You, are, you have unforgiveness in your heart. I forgive you this much. All the sins in your whole lifetime from the day you were born to the day you die. I forgive everything. Why can't you forgive somebody this very small thing that they did? And the other one is unproductivity. When um, you have been given one talent, two talent, three talents, four, five, seven, and then you went to bury them. You did not even give it to somebody that was being productive. Okay, use it for me. Then give me the interest. Nothing. You just went to bury it. And then you came back and gave it to God. Those three. Those ones. <laughs> whether you believe in Jesus or not. Those three will get you there. Besides those. Believe in Jesus and you are saved. He did not say believe in Jesus and uh, well, um, that's the first step to being saved. Do you understand? For example, um, the Bible tells us that when we are saved, the first, um, the earnest of our inheritance is the Holy Spirit. So that means that there is a lot more that we will get. But the first one you will get is the Holy Spirit. That's different. They said, believe in Jesus and you shall be saved. Full stop. There is no other salvation that you are looking for again. Do you get this? And then you can now start living. The more you know Jesus, eh? let me just tell you the truth. The more you know Jesus, <laughs> oh God, the, 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 better your, like, the better your life is. Do you understand? Because he, he just has a way. <laughs> he just has a way of, 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 of treating you well. He just has a way of, of making you stop doing those things. When Peter 
first encountered Jesus, he said, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. Because it's your type I'm looking for now. He didn't leave him. He said, follow me. Look at how the life of Peter transcended from get away from me, I'm a sinful man, to the to the point where he stood before 3,000 people. He Even more than that. And he witnessed for Christ boldly. And he even went as far as writing. He, 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 did, he did so many things for Jesus in his lifetime. Just following Jesus. You need to know that when you are in Christ, you are complete. People need to know that. We need to project what the real gospel is about. Jesus came. From, from Genesis to Malachi, we, we, we see how stiff-necked the Israelites were. We, we see how they were, they, they were always falling short. They had a problem with idolatry. Like, I don't just know. What are they easy to swear for them? They just had a problem with idolatry. If not anything, they were always playing the harlot with other gods as if God was not enough for them. Do you understand? And so God was always striving with these people. Like, I have tried, I have done everything for these people. Why can't they just... They kept falling into sin. They, 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 sometimes they were even comfortable in sin. Like, I beg. So we just did, I beg. <laughs> Do you understand? We could see that man needed help. He couldn't just live above it. So he was striving. And you and 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 you notice that sometimes in a whole generation, the people who are righteous are very few. Very, very few. One prophet to one generation. <laughs> right? Very, very few. But don't you think it's better now that there are a lot of us? We are many. Don't you think it's better now? Jesus came to establish that. He said, see, it's better that I go. Okay, it's expedient for you that I go. Why? He, he was seeing a future where he is replicated in so many people at the same time. He's in so many places at the same time. He's not confined to just Galilee, Jerusalem. Uh, he, he didn't go to Samaria, maybe. <laughs> and all those environs, right? He, he, he saw himself in Samira. He saw himself with the Ethiopian eunuch. He saw himself in Africa. He saw himself in Asia. He saw himself everywhere at the same time. And so he said, it's experience I live. Do you understand this? So Jesus came to, to bridge that gap. Jesus came to replicate God. Jesus came to... To put us above sin. Okay? He, he he came to do so much. He came to do the work of the Father. Full stop. And 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 that means a whole lot to us. Right? Jesus lived here. You must get to the part where you don't re- without vision, you can see Jesus. You must get to the part where when you open the gospels, when you open the Bible. Even in the Old Testament, when you open it and you are reading, you can see Jesus there. When I read 
about David, I can literally see Christ. You must be able to see him. I mean like see. The way you imagine the food that you are going to eat tomorrow morning. And in fact, you can, you can even taste the food already in your mind. It's the way you should open your Bible and you can see Jesus. You can see him walking down the street, his sandals, his, his white robe. Right? You can see him walking down the street and blind Bartimaeus calling out to him and he stops. You can see him healing people. You can see him crying. You can see him be, being flogged and, and, and dying on the cross. Let it be. Let it get to the part where your imagination accepts Jesus. Because if you cannot, when they come to you with the gospel of liberty, you will reject it. When Jesus came to bring truth and grace, John 1, he came to bring grace. For of his fullness have we received, and grace for grace. I think that's John 1, 16. When, when people start to explain what grace means, you will reject it because you cannot imagine Jesus. And the beginning of imagine, imagining Jesus is what will help us to expect, is what will e help us to understand everything that he came with, including grace. Do you understand? So you see that the reason people reject grace and still try to take on the law of Moses upon themselves, still try to take on that falling nature, those rules and regulations that were given to us to keep us under until Jesus comes is because they can't just imagine Jesus in their head. That Jesus, like, yeah, it, it, it's still theory to them. And yes, Jesus lived here. He was born of a virgin Mary. Yes, he was. Have you tried to see God in his whole fullness reduce himself to a fetus and stayed in the womb of a woman for nine months? And then he was born like every other child. Isaiah 53 said he had no form or confidence that, that we should behold him. He wasn't, he wasn't a popular child. He wasn't like, have you tried to see Jesus's early years in your head? Have you have you have you tried to imagine it? He wasn't popular. He was not. I, I don't know if he had friends. Nazareth, they say, was a very small town. I think it's still a small town, maybe. That they could even be like just eleven houses. They were, they were like very small. Did you did you try to see Jesus answering yes sir yes ma to his earthly parents? God came down, took this flesh, lent obedience to people that he created. Have you, have you tried to see it? It will blow your mind and it will make you free forever. Have you, have you tried to see Jesus in his teenage? What was he doing? How was he able to live a sinless life in his teenage that's what that's like what we have accepted in our minds to be the craziest time of your whole life like you are trying to figure things out you are you are changing from from transitioning from a child to a young adult but jesus went through that phase yet sinless how he didn't do drugs 
May oh, maybe because there were no drugs there. Really? <laughs> he didn't do some sexual things, um, immorality. He was pure. How? And then, did, have you tried to see Jesus in his early 20s? Was there a craze for him to just express himself? Like he 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 he's trying to make a living <laughs> and all that. And even in that, even when he was loaded with so much, he still had to wait till he was 30. Ah have you tried to see Jesus live here on earth? Good news. Jesus did, and he did a great job. He did, he lived sinless. He did, and he still fulfilled purpose. In the shortest time ever. That's good news. That's a gospel you should carry. That's a gospel you should draw doctrine from. Not, not, not bringing doctrine from outside, and then you force the Bible to obey it. Right? And then Jesus died. Why did Jesus die? For God, he's a good man. Why did a good man die? Why did he have to die? The Bible says that when and and okay, we we know this right that when a man has a will, do and he writes it down, it is of none effect until the person dies. So sometimes you don't even know your father has a will until he's dead. You just assume that he's smart enough to have written one down, right? So God had a will. From the Old Testament, God had a will. Remember when he said, I will write my words, my, my commandments on their hearts. I will take away their stony hearts and I'll give them a heart of flesh. And they will not need to ask each other, okay, what about, who's God and all that. They will need to ask people about me. They will know right inside of them that I am their God. Do you understand? How, that, that was a will. That, 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 that was a will. Another place he said, "Okay, I am looking for a people that 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 uh, that will be called by my name. That will be for my praise and for my glory." That was a will. God had a will. God God wanted us to be saved. God wanted us to be up to His standard. Do you understand? Stop falling be, be below these things. As somebody had to die this was a will that the blood of <laughs> i was going to say the blood of chickens <laughs> the blood of goats and rams and lambs could not just enforce no if a father writes a will the father has to die if a father writes a will and his wife dies he doesn't go out and bring the will and say okay uh, since my wife is dead now let us uh, let us let us now read my will no when the father writes a will he dies and so it was necessary that god himself dies and in case you are wondering jesus is god do you understand jesus is god he's not a god he is god so whether God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, God is good.
alright? And John 1 says that um, the Father, I'm sorry, Jesus was in the bosom, in the heart, the chest of God, okay? So when Jesus died, it was as good as God dying. It was as good as God dying. Because he came as the physical representation, the bodily representation of the Godhead. Alright? Now Jesus was buried. Hmm. Jesus was buried. Why? <laughs> he had work to do. Even in his death. Before Christ, the devil had the key, had the keys to death and hell. He went to take it back. Yes, he went to take it back. So he went, he, he, he released the righteous people, quote unquote. He released those in hell. He basically just vacated that place, right, in three days. And he took the key that was really important key symbolizing authority he took the keys to hell and death and he resurrected and when he did remember one of the first things that was declared was oh death where is your sting Why would he say that? Or, or why would the Bible say that? It means that those that now die in Christ die without the pain of death. When a believer dies, it's it's when when you hear a believer talk about death, let's just talk, let's let's put it down. It's not one that comes with fear or some sort of uncertainty, you know. The believers don't just die because he has the key of death. Do you understand? So Jesus resurrected. He had to. It was necessary. He couldn't be in hell. That 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 is not where he is. That that was on the mission. The mission was to go and take the keys to win the devil even in hell. And then come back. I believe another reason that Jesus resurrected was to make sure that his blood is ever alive. His body did not decay. His blood didn't go still. To make sure that his blood is ever alive. So we can't say, and eh, that was a long time ago. Ah, Jesus had died since. The devil cannot deceive you. No. He's alive and he lives forever. And there are so many reasons why he died. There are so many reasons why he came. There are so many reasons why he resurrected. Why should laziness allow us to throw all of these reasons away and live in bondage? Open your Bible and read. It's all there. It's all there. 
And after Jesus resurrected, he commissioned us. Why could he commission us? Because he now had authority. All authority in heaven, on earth, and even in hell had now been given to him. And so he could tell you, go. Yes, that was the commission. Go. Go anywhere. Forget it's me. <laughs> There's a part of the Bible that, that makes me laugh when I see it. Have not I commanded you? It's not me. Uh-uh. Go. He could commission us because he had the authority to. He commissioned us because people needed to know that now somebody has all authority. Now somebody has made that authority available to us. So you don't have to live a life in fear. Fear of death, fear of sickness, fear of disease, fear of this, fear of that. And you don't have to have the devil rule over you anymore. Because he has been utterly disgraced. The Bible said that he made a show of them publicly. Just ember disgrace. Not ember, he disgraced them. Reduced them to nonsense. Okay, and then he commissioned us, go, don't worry, just go. I'm with you, go. I'm with you, even to the end of time. The one who's the boss says he's with you. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. (laughs) Like, there's a lot, there's just a lot to think about. Jesus commissioned us. Excuse me, Jesus commissioned us. There's a lot to that. Even in Mark 16, he said these signs will follow them. In my name, <laughs> they will cast out demons. In my name, they will do this. They will speak new tongues. They will heal the sick. They will lay their hands on people. They will be well. So many things. Like, he commissioned us. He commissioned us to preach the gospel. They will, he, Jesus, he, he did not tell us. To go and tell people to wear clothes in a certain way, to dress in a certain way, to do this or to do that, to do that or to do this. He did not commission us to go and preach the gospel of men, the, the, the tradition of men. Those things are supposed to be some kind of code of conduct. And not the gospel that you take to an unbeliever. In the church, in the body of Christ, fine. There should be some semblance of sanity. There should be order. Do you understand? You should know. The fear of the Lord in your midst should guide everybody. Okay? But when you are now like that man, that you come to the ATM stand, you carry one Bible under your armpit. You know, you dress well. I don't have a problem with how you dress. You dress well. And then everything that comes out of your mouth is condemnation. I'm sorry, that's no longer the gospel. At all. And then Jesus ascended into heaven. We need to reflect the glorified Jesus in our speech every day, every time. Because many people 
stopped at the cross. They stopped at Jesus died. Meanwhile, Jesus is glorified. He's at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for us. He's standing there as a high priest, as a mediator between us and God. So we have somebody there for us. Do you understand? Like, we get person for there. We are connected. It is well. And Jesus will always plead mercy over judgment. He will always plead mercy over judgment. So, so we are covered. <laughs> if you take all of this, if you take all of this, go back, sit down, and begin to learn about them step by step. What do you think will happen to you as a person? And when that transformation has come to you, don't you think that it will be easier for you to evangelize and to project the truth and have the gospel advanced don't you think this is what God wants that this gospel this one will be preached to all nations and then the end will come the devil doesn't want the end to come that is why he's hindering the gospel not just in some sort of persecution way. No. He's hindering it by replacing it. He's distracting us. Because he doesn't want us to preach Jesus. Because he knows when you give people to Jesus, their lives are transformed. And they are going to do the same thing to other people. Jesus is contagious. <laughs> I'm telling you, you cannot taste, experience even his finger and not talk about it. And not talk about him. And not shout about it. Jesus, Jesus. So I just want to make a call for everyone who wants to accept Jesus. They want to start this, this gospel for themselves. They want to start this journey of knowing why he came. Knowing that he came. And why? Like, you want to know why. Why did he come? Besides the fact that he, it was prophesied that he would come. Why? Why did he come for me? Why was it necessary? Why didn't he just wave his hands and, you know, okay, he said he was not going to send flood again. Maybe send a wind this time. And evil would just leave the world. Why did Jesus have to come? Jesus came to show us the Father. Do you understand? He came to reconcile us to the Father. He came to save us from our pitiable state. And then show us the ideal. The Father. The kingdom of God. Repent. The kingdom of God is here. Do you understand? Why did he come for you? Why did he come for me? Why did he come for all the sinners still in the world? Who have not heard the gospel yet please just say with me if you have made this decision to follow Jesus dear Lord Jesus I come to you today I believe that you came I believe you died I believe you resurrected I believe that you are glorified thank you for dying for me Today, I accept you 
today i proclaim that you are my god you are my savior and i am yours i am your child please take me in forgive me my sins cleanse me of every unrighteousness and help me begin this beautiful journey with you to your praise and glory in jesus name i do proclaim now that i am born again i am born of god all things are passed away and behold all things are new amen father i bless you for these ones that have come to you i bless you for these ones that have listened so far too thank you so much for revealing to us that the gospel is what we need to hear the gospel the good news of jesus christ is what we need to know is what we need to fill our minds with and it's what we need to project out there that there is jesus thank you for redeeming us thank you for saving us these ones that have come to you keep that no one and nothing will take them out of your hands hide us in the hold of your hands and show us your faithfulness every day of our lives in jesus name amen thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed today's session please do well to let me know on facebook.com forward slash my identity is light and share our link every friday you know it always comes out every friday by 8 p.m still on the same facebook platform let people know that you know god is here let people know all right i bless your day i bless your week that's your weekend i bless you i bless your family in the name of the lord jesus i proclaim that god's truth stays with you and whenever you open your bibles to read the spirit of god the spirit of understanding will meet up with you and ask you do you understand what you're reading and he'll be there to explain to you and he will bring you into liberty in christ jesus he'll bring you into a beautiful relationship with god he will help you to see jesus even in black and white and make him real to you such that you can always talk about him freely and joyfully god bless you thank you for keeping a date with me again i have to see you next week <laughs> i was wondering if i should say see you but it's okay um thank you god bless you have a beautiful weekend don't forget to go to church on sunday fellowship with the brethren uh that's that's the best way that's just the best and um don't forget god loves you so much he loves you so much more than you can know more than you can even ask for he loves you with his all he loves you with jesus he loves you with eternity he loves you so much with everything and he will share all that he has with you god bless you i love you goodbye